So today, I want to talk about some of the restrictions we have been dealing with and the impact of such restrictions in our lives. You know, none of us like constraints. We want to live with all freedom and liberty. The social distancing, isolation, quarantine, and lockdown, you know, they have become very familiar common words among the people today. And such restrictions have made many different types of impact on mankind. And this morning, I want to title my sermon as Constraints Make It Better. Constraints Make It Better. You know, this is the truth that mankind should understand during this time of constraint and limitation. We can never deny the fact that we are very restricted. We are very constrained. The way we live is very constrained from all directions, from different directions. In this battle of coronavirus, the enemy is invisible, so tiny, but caused such a great havoc worldwide. It weakened the economy, confronted the governments, and it really upset our plans unlike anything that took place in the recent past. But thank God the pandemic is receding in many parts of the globe. We just want to thank God for that. The infection spread is kind of flattened in many parts of the globe and government is very cautiously planning towards a long-term complex recovery back to the new normal. Government is taking steps towards relaxing the restrictions by monitoring the health to drive the economy uh, recovery. It's not going to just happen all of a sudden as we know. And you know, health being the priority, they need to very strictly, very carefully, very closely monitor health. And that feedback is going to drive the economy of the nations. And we have been living with so many constraints around us. I believe we will continue to live with some of these constraints. Even these you know, constraints are removed from our lives. And some of those constraints are going to be on us for quite some time. And I believe, you know, that God has to prepare us. You know, many times we are not ready. We are not equipped. We are not prepared. We are not, you know, uh, uh, pre-warned of the things that is yet to come. But God wants us to know. God wants us to be aware. And he is, you know, bringing that information from news media and, you know, many different ways. And even in the church, we have a responsibility of sharing, you know, what to expect in the coming days. So this morning as we title our sermon, Constraints Make It Better. Constraints, the limitations and the restrictions make it better. We are going to discuss a couple of aspects. And first of all, constraints change our lifestyle. Constraints change our lifestyle. I want you to imagine two weeks, two months before or three months before the way we used to live. It's not the same anymore. During the past two months, we learned how to live with these constraints. And we are still learning. 
And what these constraints did to all of us during last two months, you know, let this be a time that we just, uh, you know, uh, let's go back and then see what had happened in our lives. There are a couple of things I want to list this morning as we listen. It shifted our focus from today to tomorrow. You know, we were just living for each day without caring about our future. And these constraints made us to depend on God for our future. On the other hand, these constraints, they shifted our focus from tomorrow to today too. You know, we had great plans about our tomorrow. We had great plans about our future. We want to do this and we want to do that. And we already made plans for the entire year. But these constraints made us to really think about today. We want to see how we are going to handle today. It is good if you are able to come back, if you are all able to get back home safely each day. It shifted our focus from tomorrow to today. Focus of the corporates, the companies, that shifted from profit making and performance to taking care of the health of the employees and their safety that becomes priority for them now. Management shifting its planning strategies from long-term to short-term contingency plans. I'm talking about the impact. I'm talking about the, con the constraints, the kind of changes the constraint has already brought in our lives. You know, sometimes we realize and sometimes we don't realize. Churches having changed their outreach, uh, outreach uh, priorities of hosting events during the summer and they decide to reach the, the multitude through online media. Parents having good time with families during these days, with their children, which never happened in the past. Long-term broken relationships are getting repaired, do you know that? Long-term broken relationships with distant family members, cousins, uncles and aunts, they're all getting strengthened during this time. Certainly these constraints raised our awareness of using some of the online tools Internet-based tools which we never used in our lives. Constraints make it better. Constraints make it better. Earlier we were living in plenty, but now we know how to manage with the limited available resource. Earlier we were struggling with many choices. Now we don't have many choices, we just need to go with what we have. We were not knowing the values of family and friends and children and grandparents. But now we realize how precious they are. Because two months we were away, three months we were away. We have yet not seen them yet. We have not met them yet. We're just waiting for the time when we can go and hug them. And we can take the little ones and kiss them. We're just waiting for those days. Constraints did so much to us in the recent past. But God is telling to the church this morning, God is telling us that we need to get accustomed to handle changes in our lives. You know, we cannot do the church in the same way we used to do. Even when we get back to the new normal, it's not going to be the same. We must be ready to accept the changes that are happening and that are going to come on our way. So number one, we talked about, we spoke about constraints, change, our lifestyle let's move further number two constraints make us better people constraints make us better people 
We have learned to learn to do a lot of things without just much planning. We are challenged to face the situation, you know, as and when it happens. Earlier days we used to plan and do everything, but now, you know, everything just changes all of a sudden. And we are slowly learning to get accustomed to such kind of situation. Constraints help us to develop a lot of skills during this time. You know, better virtual interaction now happening. Some of those teammates which we never, you know, never spoke. But now we are able to interact with them, you know, during our online meetings, during our online interactions. It helps. Constraint makes us better. Many things that could not be done in isolation. Now it is all done during our online meetings and online sessions. Online meetings and work monitoring systems and task completion. You know, there are many various things we are learning and we are trying to excel in those areas. Constraints make us better people. Organizations using agile methodology for their development, either in software development or in manufacturing. They describe change. They, this is what they used to say. They say, change is like as if, you know, we are fixing the plane while it is flying. Can you imagine? Fixing the aeroplane while it is flying. But I would say the COVID-19 pandemic has given courage and skills, you know, not just to fix the plane while flying, but even to build the plane while flying. You know, constraints make us better people. Let's slowly get into the word of God this morning. Constraints make it better. That's our title. Bible teaches the same thing exactly. I want you to turn with me to Psalm 139 verse 5. Psalm 139 verse 5. Bible says, you have, David in fact, he says, Lord, you knew everything and you know everything about me. And he says in verse 5, you have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And you know, this is what he says in verse 5 and verse 6. Lord, you have hedged me behind and you hedged me before and you lay your hand upon me. You know, the way God is constraining our lives at times. There are times in our lives, you know, God put an enclosure around us and he will make sure that we are not able to get out of that place. And it's all for good. Constraints make us better people. Constraints certainly make us better people. David is saying, like a caged bird, you constrain me, surrounding me, and you're laying your hand upon me. At times your hand is so heavy upon me, but Lord, that's how you work, that's how you constrain me. Constraints make us better people for God. You know, when you turn back to our past, some of our past was very rough and tough. We would not have come to God. We would not have given your life to God. You would not have surrounded, surrendered your life to God unless God constrained you, unless he brought you in a particular situation. Maybe it's a health issue or maybe it's a family relationship issue or it may be losing some of your dear ones or it may be you know, something that took place in your life. That made you to come back to God. Or you may be just, you know, you are just, uh, you are just totally, uh, you know, given at the mercy of God. 
you, you are just, your life is gone and there is no hope that you will survive again. And they just let it go. But then you know what? God brought you back. God constrained you and your family members. And as some of you, those who are worshiping this morning, you, 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 you came from a non-Christian family and your background is, was not worshiping Jesus. But the way God brought you from that situation into what you are today, God constrained you. So Bible says very clearly, constraints make us better people. Let's move further. Number three, God works miracles during constraints. God works miracles during constraints. God always works miracles during constraints. Let me help you here. Jesus was given in his hands only five loaves and two fish. Constrained. Limited resource. But you know what he did? He multiplied it. You know, this morning God is speaking to you. God wants you to continue to believe for miracle. Just do not lose heart. What is happening around us cannot really stop God from performing miracles. You still need a breakthrough in your life. You still need a miracle in your life. God works during constraints. God works very well during constraints. Do you remember the widow of Zarephath? Widow of Zarephath, when you know, the man of God went there, Elijah went there and met her on the way, and Elijah asked her to prepare something for him, and then Zarephath widow came with an excuse saying that, Lord, I have only a handful of flour and a jar of oil. A very limited resource. And when she obeyed the man of God, God of Elijah multiplied them. Multiplied them. You know, this morning you are worrying about your resource. You are worrying about the talents, the skills, and the time, and the availability. That how, many, how many days that are available in front of you before certain things need to take place in your life. God works miracles during constraints. It's not new for him. There was no wine in the wedding of Cana. Totally ran out of wine. Nothing left out. Jesus performed a miracle. And the disciples toiled overnight in the sea and they caught nothing. But Jesus filled them with abundance. You know, this morning God is speaking to you. God is telling you, you know, God is making changes in your life. And as you are going through changes and, you know, constraints are working for your better future, there is no doubt about it. But in the midst of all the trouble that you are dealing with and God is telling you, I am there even in your trouble. It's not just I'm trying to bring change in your life, but I'm also helping you to follow the changes that what I'm, I'm trying to bring on the face of this earth. And God is telling He's the God of miracle even during the time of constraints. There was a great famine in the land for years together, for many years. Isaac took a step of faith there in the land of famine. And he sowed in that land in that particular year. The famine, famine was so severe and so hard. Everyone would have called Isaac a fool. Who will sow when the land is so dry? You know, some of you have taken step in your life to sow when there is no hope at all. Some of you have taken a step in your life, you know, aiming at something better that may happen in the future. The good news is, you know, the God of the future is with you. 
The God of Isaac who helped him to sow the seed even at the time of famine. And Bible says when he sowed, he sowed by faith. When he sowed, he reaped in the same year hundredfold. Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 reads that. Genesis chapter 26 verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the Lord blessed him when he was blessed during the time of constraint, during the time of limited resource availability, during the time when we was not at all having anything, during the time of resource scarcity. That is a time God of Israel, he blessed Isaac. You know, if he blessed Isaac, he's able to bless you today. He will bless you. He's the one who brought you to this nation. He's the one who has been taking care of you. It's not your strength. It's not your ability. It's not your skill. You know, you may be thinking that it may be right that you wanted to come to this nation. But when you came to this nation, you know, things are no more the same. And God is trying to accomplish his desire and his will in your life, wherever you are. And during the resource constraint, God can perform a miracle. What, I've been, what we have been praying for, are we praying for a job? Are we praying for a better job? Or even in this situation, are we trying to get our visa done, our green card and our permanent residency done? He's a God of miracle. All that you need to do is, you know, you, you cannot really doubt and question. How can it happen when government is shut up their offices? How things are going to happen? You know, we cannot really think about that. Isaac did not think about it. Isaac did not even think about, Lord, I'm put throwing the seeds on the dry ground. What's going to happen? The ground was so dry because of famine. Isaac was not at all thinking about it. Isaac was not at all looking at the ground. He was just moving forward that step of faith. The step of faith is honored by God. What are we planning for? Are we planning to get married? Are we planning to get pregnant? You know, what are we waiting for? Are we just, just getting ready for childbirth? You know, you need to just depend on God. Are you planning to establish your business? Are you planning to open a new business? Maybe this is, this is the time that you need to do it because you believe in the God of Isaac. God works miracles during constraint. Do you know that God can make it better even during constraints? This morning we are talking about a God who can do things better when there is not much resource available. Let's move further. Number four. God opens opportunities during constraints. Let's look for opportunities around us during this time. You know, when I say opportunities, it means many things to many of you. At times we become so short-sighted. And at times we fail to grab the opportunity that is in front of us. God is opening the opportunities for evangelism. God is opening the opportunities to share the gospel. Listen to me this morning carefully. God is even, you know, God is asking you to care for someone. God is asking you to invite somebody for, for this online service, maybe. God is, you know, leading, asking you to lead somebody to Christ. God is in his business already. You know, because of this current situation, because of the constraints, you know, God, it's not that God is not saving souls. God is still in the business of saving people. And who can do that? You and I can do that. Only you and I can do that. Let's not be overpowered by the constraints. 
Let's break the ties of our mindset. You know, sometimes we have, we are with the mindset, you know, that, that we want to do the things the same way that we have been doing all along in our lifetimes. Let's not again sit and wait for a better time. There may not be a better time. We wish there is, and we believe there is, but who knows? Nobody can guarantee. So now is the better time. Now is the best time, in fact, in your life. Let us cut those traditional ties. Let's cut those traditional ways of thinking about this is how it should be. This is how a church should be. Let's, let's remove those things. Let's remove those things. Let those scales of our eyes that prevent us from thinking and moving forward as the Lord leads us. Let those scales fall from our eyes. Let's change our mindsets. Let's go with the Lord. And as Moses said, Lord, if you are not going before you, before us, we are not going to move from this place. But when you are moving, when you are going ahead of us, we are willing to follow. You know, church, the way God is taking you. You know, we, we, we need to follow the way of the Lord. We, at times it is a mystery that we don't know, but you need to follow the way of the Lord. If you stand in the wilderness, you know, you cannot really reach Canaan. You need to just move forward in this wilderness. I'm telling you, even going forward, Things are not going to be the same. Things are not going to be the same that we used to do things. So don't wait for the time. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. And even the meeting of the church service is not going to be the same way. One can easily be tied with the traditions. You know, traditions are there in every church. We are so accustomed to, use, to do the things the way we used to do. That's what is tradition. When we bring a change in the church, when we bring a change in our, God brings a change in our lives, we are not willing to accept because we are so traditional. It's not that that, that particular church is called traditional church. Tradition is there in every church. We can be easily tied with the traditions and we will lose the opportunity that God has opened in front of us. God is still saving lives through zoom meeting do you know that god is still saving lives and healing lives through youtube sessions do you know that because god cannot be limited to within four buildings that's what you have been teaching that's what you've been talking now god is proving that you know i'm just beyond four walls i can do anything anywhere all that we need is somebody to cry unto him somebody to call upon the name of the lord let's not be let's not get tired with our traditions i'll give you an illustration a man once noticed an elephant tied in a pole with a very tiny rope tied and attached to its leg. The elephant had been so conditioned to its situation of being tied up that even a tiny rope was able to handle that elephant. The elephant was staying in one place. It's not even moving thinking that it is tied with a pole but it was a very tiny rope and you know even if the elephant would have moved its leg the rope would have got cut off and the elephant can easily move away but it never did that instead it stayed in one place thinking that it is constrained it is constrained you know, many times our life can take this shape. And you know, many times we will be thinking that I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this because I'm constrained. There are many things that we can do. 
And as a church, we are here to open up the opportunities for people to evangelize, people to get ministered, people to get prayed, and people to get together in the time of prayer. And you know, we need to change ourselves. We cannot get tied with our traditions by just by a thin rope of our thinking. And God wants us to come out of it. God opens opportunities even during constraints. Number five, the final one, constraints can never separate us from the love of Christ. You know, this is the best one out of all the five. Constraints can never separate us from the love of Christ. Instead, constraint deepens our relationship with Christ. During this time of constraints, we are drawn closer to God. During this time of constraints, we are, you know, called by God to come back to Him, to come closer to Him. Because when, 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 when the trials increase, when the troubles increase, when there is uncertainty increase, when challenges increase, we don't have any other go than coming to God. So constraints never separate us from the love of Christ. Paul had been there in many adverse situations in his lifetime. I mean, what we have been handling is just nothing, just part of our life. I want you to think about the man of God. He had so much of constraints in his life. Many times he was constrained because of his situation and he was crying out for his life. And he says, constraints made him better. And he says, constraints never separated him out of the love of Christ. We want to read these beautiful scriptures and we are going to pray. Reading from Romans chapter 8, this is Paul speaking from his own experience. Romans chapter 8 verses 35 to 39. Romans 8, 35. Let's read together. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither, that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul is saying, no matter what constraint the world may give to me, no matter what constraint the people around us may give, no matter what constraint the virus can give, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. You know, that is important. Constraints make us better. Constraints draw us closer to God. And as Paul was crying out on the other day, you know, God is bringing us, he has already brought us to a situation in our lives. And it is the time that we need to come closer to God. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. 
Nothing has changed because of the situation, because of the crisis, because of the limitations. Nothing has changed within you. You are still worshipping the same God. You are still following the same God. You are still loving the Lord in the way you used to love. Or in fact, you are loving him more because you, know, you are threatened by the situation. You are loving him more now. You are praying for more hours. You are reading the word of God. You are listening to the word of God. You are singing more songs now. Constraints always make us better. Constraints always make it better. This morning as we summarize before we close. We saw a couple of things about constraints this morning. Constraints change our lifestyle. Constraints make us better people. God works miracles even during constraints. God opens doors during constraints and constraints can never quench the love of Christ that we have in us. We will still love him. We will still follow him. No matter what it takes, we will still continue to follow the Lord. Continue to love the Lord. And you know, the Lord is calling us into a new future. God, God is calling the church. God is calling us you know, to just come along into a new place. You know, once children of God, they crossed the Red Sea. The life was no more the same. Once they came to Bethel, you know, the life was not the same. The manna stopped and then they need to work hard for their living. You know, things are not going to be the same. In this journey, we may have to cross many forts, many, many, uh, many, you know, fortresses, you know, many places, many rivers and lakes and ocean, you know, where mountains and valleys we may have to cross and we may have to come through all these things before we are done on the face of this earth. But nothing is going to stop. Everything, every, everywhere as we go through, we are going to get become better and better. You know, it is same as how the gold is refined in the furnace. When the gold uh, in, the pure, in, in, the, in the unpurest manner, if it is thrown into the furnace, when all the impurities are removed, the pure gold comes out of it. You know, that's how God makes us better. God makes us pure and pure. This morning, can we just allow ourselves to the will of God? Let's not resist. Let's not react. Let's not say that, Lord, I don't like this. Let's not get tied up with our traditions. Instead, shall we just willing, shall we just allow ourselves to move forward? Shall we close our eyes this morning, wherever you are? We are just going to get into a time of prayer.